0: You're listening to the Third Base Dugout, presented by Dorm Room Sports.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Episode 15 of the Third Base Dugout. I'm Deer. I'm with Shelly and Tex, and we have a special guest on today, Mr. Jim Passon, Co-host by day, author by day, but stat guru by night. It almost seems like you are the jack of all trades when it comes to baseball. Mr. Hey, Pat, how are you
2: doing? I love it, man. That's a great introduction. Cable guy during day, cable guy during night, everything else around it. Please, you do man, Yeah, I, uh, stay busy, right? Pandemic got me working really hard. You guys, uh, I never realized I was going to be an essential worker, and here it was. I'm just a cable guy. but uh, I'm, My job is actually in the high-speed internet, and my team uh, makes sure neighborhoods don't run out of internet. Well, everything went great. Like that. Now I'm well, without,
3: without the internet, we couldn't get your tweets.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that's so what like, it goes hand right? in hand. Yeah, it was uh, when I went to work, I started doing like 60-70 hour work weeks when this thing went all down, working days and nights to make sure everybody's internet was working. It was really solely uh, for me, right? I mean, it was to get my stuff out there. Oh, yeah, no doubt.
1: Okay. Right. So, so, how long have you been working in cable? Cable, uh, 20 years. So then how did you become a stat guy on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah. I, I didn't, I
1: had Facebook,
2: right? I'm like all the rest of the old guys are in their forties. Uh, my parents were on Facebook. I was on Facebook. And that was the only thing I knew. And I knew the other platforms existed. And uh, yeah, I was listening to a, a fantasy baseball podcast for like ESPN. because I, I was catching up with the kids. I, I listened to a podcast. <laughs> like, hey man, come on to Twitter, ask questions. Right. So I just came on. Uh, and asked questions. The guy replied back. Um, and I was like, man, this is great. Man. Next thing you know, I come to find out there's this whole baseball Twitter. Um, there was a fellow by, I, I believe his name was, um, oh, man, is looking rich. I believe it's his real name. But Hardball Stats was his account. And I loved it. I was like, man, this is crazy. You do what? Now, how the heck do you find these numbers? He's like, just go here. And uh, then it was it. Yeah, I was it, it's,
1: all right. So, are you a are you a Fangraphs guy or a baseball reference guy?
2: Uh, baseball reference for the plate ease is where I'm at. Um, and so I'm a big I'm big subscriber of that one. right? I get a, a full meal deal on that. No uh, no ads. Fangraphs. I'm a I, I, I buy a subscription to it. But man, I, I am not smooth with it. It is something that. Uh, I feel like when I walk away from baseball reference uh, and, and go to fan graphs, I'm a little bit lost. And I know it works great.
3: Because- I, I've had the same experience with fan graphs. It's just, it's difficult to operate. Yeah. Like yeah,
1: baseball, baseball reference is, reference is so easy. easy. Yeah. You can just type in a player and you've got basically everything you need. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It seems to break down for uh, what, what I expect, right. All the drop down menus in baseball reference, play index, uh, it gets to me where I, I feel like I need to go when I hit a drop down menu and fan graphs. I'm, I'm in another world, I know it works, right? It just, yeah, I'm just lost there. So I'm trying to get better. I usually land in WRC plus and uh, F4 when I'm over there, and then everything else.
1: I got you. Well, let's. I'm, I'm gonna ask actually one more question before I, uh, before I turn it over to these guys. So, what is your favorite baseball reference page? Like, who. What player has their has your favorite baseball reference page?
2: Mine personally is
1: Rogers Hornsby.
2: Rogers Hornsby is beautiful, is it not? Uh, I mean, it's like an entire. I mean, that, that
1: decade of the 20s. It's just that 24 and 25 season is just unbelievable. It's sick, man.
2: The guy hit like 400 in games that his team lost for like two straight years, right? I mean, it was just the the numbers are ridiculous when you get to to see it. It's just drowned out by a being the best player in the National League. Well. Babe Ruth was playing, and it just, it just kicked it, it just kicked all of the stats inside and then you open that page and it's just beautiful. Um I love staring at Babe Ruth. Uh but I think really, I mean if I had to take one, I had to, you know, print it out I and mean, put it as like a skin my car. It's Barry Bond's page.
1: Oh yeah. Is, want, is Barry Bond your goat? Uh,
2: dude. Yeah, yeah. It's it's silly ridiculous.
3: It's unbelievable. Uh, uh, We are definitely pro Barry Bonds Bonds here. Yes, big. Big Barry Bonds fan.
0: (laughs) We're not getting into this again. As a (laughs) Dodger fan, Barry Bonds did use steroids. Steroids are not prohibited in Major League Baseball. So is Barry Bonds a good player? Absolutely. Did he have an advantage? Absolutely. Did that lead to some walks? Absolutely, that leads him farther ho- hit home runs. Absolutely, her stats a little boosted. Absolutely, is he a great guy? I have no idea. But Perry Bonds, an all-time great, eh. is that
2: at least a Hall of Famer. But is he? Eh. Eh. Not currently, right? <laughs> Not currently, but yeah, I'd say Hall of Famer. I think the career's there for it. Yeah, I think, it, think if, he should uh, get in. Like, like what? what,
3: what? what? I was gonna say, what's your overall take on the, on the steroid era? Because I guess uh, now we're far enough away for it, we can kind of reflect on it a little better. Oh,
1: wait, first time out. Did you watch uh, Long Gone Summer? No.
2: Yeah. You didn't uh, watch Long Gone Summer? Oh man, I work like 60 hours a week, so I'm trying to keep you guys there so that you guys can all watch past baseball games. <laughs> I'm serious, okay. dude. I have shifts that start at 11:30 p.m. and they don't get over till six the next night. It is silly, right? You guys use That's up. But no, no, fill me in. I need to know. All right. I, well,
1: oh, it. Uh, it was. I see. I thought it was a good documentary. Everyone else seems to hate it. Um, yeah, but, but it was very. It was like seventy percent Mark McGuire and thirty percent Sammy Sosa.
3: That was my problem uh-huh. with it, because Sammy Sosa is the character in all this. He had the big personality. Like obviously McGuire is the guy that broke the record, but like Sammy was Sammy. Yeah. yeah,
1: but I mean, honestly, I thought it was kind of cool um, watching how that all went down and, like, all the publicity they had through that season because you don't really uh, appreciate it unless you know what happened in 94 with the strike and how, like, baseball was went down a complete rabbit hole for, like, three years until that season. Then it got brought back and, I mean, sure, it kind of escalated the steroid era and then Barry Bonds, obviously, we know the story with him, but, like... Honestly, like what McGuire brought to St. Louis and what Sosa brought to Chicago was so cool to me. So I actually enjoyed the the documentary, but everyone else kind of hated it.
2: Yeah, I, I got to see it through uh, Twitter, right? I mean, I just got to see the people talking about it, um, and I, I hear that right. A lot of the, the Sosa didn't get enough of a role in there. Um, I, I've been I've been trying to learn Spanish for years, right? So I know a little bit of Spanish, I got some people that I follow from. Uh, the Dominican Republic and, and uh Puerto Rico and whatnot and boy oh boy yeah there was there wasn't enough Sam's uh by no means for them right because it is is it's a character, right? He was unbelievable running around around kissing, looking up in the skies the all out battle with Mark McGuire I mean at this point, I mean I'm I'm twenty one, right? I'm I'm sitting in a in a bar as a kid getting drunk watching this stuff go down. It was it was nice because baseball was back, right? It was uh yeah, it was it's such a classy room. It was just an incredible uh, piece of baseball. It was all tied back in. Uh, it sucks that it's tainted because it is, right? And a lot of things are tainted in there. And that's just one of them. And uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's BS, but that's why I don't mind if Barry Bonds is in the Hall of Fame because the commissioner that was running that is in the Hall of Fame. He didn't care. So we all got baseball back, put everybody in the Hall of Fame and relief really pitchers too.
1: So I guess it goes back to Shelly's question of what is your take on the steroid era? Like what is, what is your overall take on that?
2: Yeah, The overall take is that it it should have, it should have never happened. Right. It should have, you know, they should have nipped it in the butt when they had a chance. They knew it was going on. Right. Everybody knew that was going on. I mean, they investigated it. Uh, Congress, involved, all the extra things, um, it had to all have forewarning, right. they all had to have, and um they didn't do much about it and for me then it's just part of the history you want to sit there and, and and define that history in the in the hall of fame and say hey there was a period of time where basically it was you know a bunch of outlaws doing whatever they could get their hands on we're welcome to it you just can't eliminate that point of history away from us because now you're hacking into an early part of my my baseball fandom. right i was uh when I was a kid and I was playing baseball like you guys are. We didn't have the internet, right? We were just running around, you know, trying to catch baseball games on TBS, WGN, and then the the Saturday box game, right? Now, um yeah, we have access to so much more. Uh so yeah, taking away that's like taking away a good chunk of my my baseball fan.
1: See, I do yes. miss the days of the Braves being on T B S every day. And like it was just free baseball to watch. Like you had baseball every single day to watch without like subscribing to MLB TV. And like the Cubs were always on WGN. Now I think they, I think they still do. I don't, I, I just watch MLB TV, but uh, so I don't really pay attention to those channels, but like when the Braves were on TBS, baseball seemed to be right with the world. Like everything just seemed to be right. Uh, Cause that was the days of like Chipper Jones and Andrew Jones. And I mean, like it was just, Oh man, I miss it. But I grew up with Braves, with a Braze family, if you can't tell. But um, but yeah, I miss yeah, those days though. Yeah, I
2: got to see like, yeah, like Gary Matthews Jr. in the world or at Malagan, Gary Matthews Sr., I guess, on that team. But like Dale Murphy and uh, Bob Horner and stuff like that when I was growing up. It's just uh,
3: yeah, seeing the old ball players that just threw. You can't forget the three headed monster.
2: Monster of uh, Glavin, Maddox, and uh, <laughs> Is that the other one. No. <laughs> more, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, I mean those. I mean those Braves teams were beautiful, man. They, they, what, fourteen straight uh, division championships or something like that? Or yeah. I don't remember. It could have been like hundred years of the way that they were wearing it. So. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh Enjoyable. yeah. I would
0: I would sit around
2: and watch Maddox games all, all day long for like months.
0: Shows I'm how right strong the NL East is. Like that. Shows how strong the NL East was. Yeah. But, yeah. Were they in the NL East when they
2: started that streak?
3: No, I think they were the NL West when they yeah, started they, it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it really shows how strong the NL West was. Text.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I got a question for you. Who was a guy, obviously you talked about Barry Bonds, um, but growing up when you were playing, who was a guy you looked to, modeled? Uh, yeah, who was a guy? All right. So as a kid out there on that ball field, thinking like I was like some all star and good
2: at playing baseball. I wasn't really that good. I played shortstop, right? Uh pitched and played shortstop during my days. So um uh as goes for shortstop, I wanted to be Ozzy Smith, right? I mean he had the flash and everything else when you saw it on television. Um I started playing my little league days shortly after uh what would that be the eighty five World Series with the Royals and the Cardinals. So it was all kind of games you could watch on TV in the middle of Montana and no MLB TV around, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted to be like him out there on the field when I was at a shortstop, but uh, when I was on the mound, I was a a sidearm. So uh, I, I liked uh, Dan Quisley, uh The quiz with my guy, right? So I was always out there trying to get farther and farther down with my sidearm and getting my knuckles to basically scrape off the mound if I could. So mm-hmm. and that didn't do me any good day. Any day farther along in my career it got me all the way to becoming a
1: cable guy a little bit sooner than I expected <laughs> yeah you ever, did you ever try the uh backflip at shortstop
2: no no I've never been able to do a
1: backflip off of
2: uh, uh anything but a trampoline But I, I was pretty cool the first time I got to do that I probably should have had a glove on or
1: something
2: a pair of cleats. that have made it feel a little bit better but uh yeah no no way man no way I don't know how I don't know could you guys do backflips well, no no oh no no, never
3: also, tried, how, also, how high he got off the ground when he did the backflip was. See, I'm
1: did. I'm convinced they had like a spring under where the, like where he uh, started his backflip from. Like he had a certain spot to start it each time he went out there. So I, I'm convinced of that because there's no way someone can get that high. Yeah,
2: there should be like he should have been selling Air Aussies or whatever then <laughs> You know, Reebok's version
1: of the move over Michael Jordan. Yeah,
2: because, I mean, he did, man. He would just go out there, he pop up like he was, yeah, he just got out of the 84 Olympics or something, right? He's just a, uh, yeah, very flashy guy. And, and, but,
0: man, not only was he flashy, he was just
2: flashy in his position,
0: too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Flash ain't, him in the bat, ain't, ain't no way Brian's doing a backflip. He makes walking look in the Oh.
1: I didn't know I was going to get taking a shot at it on this podcast. This time, this time like, three months from
2: now, we're going to see Brian doing a backflip. He's just work exactly. At it from here on out, like, oh, exactly. I'm going to try a
1: backflip every day until I get it done, and I'm going to send you a video of the one time that I get it done. That's what gonna, we should, I, I we may, wait, I may, like get a few concussions in the meantime, but I will get it done.
2: We should all do this, man. And then the last one that puts their video in, I mean, I don't know what do they got to do. <laughs> hey, I mean, we'll figure something that out. We'll make, a, we'll make a bet on this. Get a tattoo
1: of the other three. Or make their uh, make
3: their their Twitter uh the person who won's fan official fan club.
1: <laughs> oh, I love
2: it. Yeah, something like that. Oh yeah. man, all right, cool. Well, uh, are we done with this
3: episode? Yeah.
2: I mean, I gotta start working, right? I mean, I gotta, i got to get on this pretty quick. It
3: has to be solid ground. Text.
1: All right, fair enough. I feel like I'm at a disadvantage. I'm a little big for this exercise. I know. That's why
0: you make walking look hard.
1: This is not good. This is not good. But to switch gears here, uh, let's talk about your book, Um, Hidden Ball Trick, the baseball stats you never thought to look for with Jeremy Frank, who was also a guest on this podcast. Um, How did that become a thing between you and Jeremy? Um, Was it one of y'all's ideas? And then you were just like, Oh, Hey, why don't you just come join me on, on this, on this book? Or how did that start?
2: uh it was uh, mostly jeremy right i mean we met on uh twitter um uh, and we knew each other for i'd like to say about two years at that point um doing baseball stats um i was one of the first few people that he was telling his actual age to i didn't know right yeah. uh, six months into knowing the guy I didn't know how old he was and then before told me he was 15 years old was stats. yeah, yeah but, um uh, so I, I knew him for a little bit, and uh, we actually wrote for a, a small little blog for some guy for like I don't know a, a hot moment there, and and did a couple articles that we had to research together, and then uh, we didn't really ever talk about writing again together until one day all of a sudden Jeremy just hits me out. like hey you ever think about writing a book I'm like yeah actually you know what no no I haven't I'm good no I don't want to do that no, that's a lot of work and uh, and so. Yeah, it, it, he was pretty much like, you know, you want to think about it a little bit more? And I was like, no, I'll think about it. And then I talked to my wife about it. And she's like, man, he loves stats. And that's all he's asking you to do is just pump a bunch of numbers into a book. I mean, could that be for you? Be all damn day, so, all right, you're right. You're right. So, yeah, I, I agree to it. And um, and Jeremy's like, man, he, once he's got something, man, it's, he's full board. Man. And so... He already knew what kind of formatting was looking at. He was just basically a salesman at that point to me. And I was just the kind of the shopper who was like, uh, just only give me one choice while you're selling me something, right? And and so he basically just kept pitching and pitching. I'm like, yeah, sounds good, sounds good, sounds good. I'd like to say like two days later, I'm stuck in a Word document with him and we're like already like thousands of words into this book. And we just hit it. Right? it just like, we're going to write this whole book, get this thing rock and roll. We're going to produce this thing. We're going to get it out like six seven months right and i was like we're gonna do what <laughs> in six or seven months and i was like man you're nuts man he wanted to do the entire history of the whole whole mlb right all the way from 1876 all the way to 20 uh i guess it'd be 2018 at that time and i was like man we can't that is no way man that's a lot well yeah right, let's do it all right we're just filling up these pages and then finally he gets a hold of a um, oh, what do you call publishing company? Right, and uh, the guy is just like, Man, your book's gonna be like 12,000 pages long, right? Uh, he didn't say that, but he's like, It's never gonna be a book, name. it should be a book that he's put up three like, times, and then he politely kind of hung up the phone on us at that point point said he wasn't interested. So, um, that's what we got here, right? It's Jeremy, 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 he's the driver of everything, and uh, he's the genius behind the book. I am basically the stat guy, and uh, he corrects all the terrible function that I use. Then it gets another guy that can help clear it up even more. So yeah, it's it's Jeremy. I'm actually my name should be farther down on the bottom of the book, right? It should be like hidden ball trick, Jeremy Frank, and then it should be just like whatever you want to stick in there blank space or whatever, and then my name. <laughs> well yeah.
3: I mean it's gotta be pretty cool though to be a published author.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I walked into I walked into a job site today and uh and uh, I was working and and one of my guys that was down there doing cabling at this other job that I hadn't been for, for a few weeks, he'd been sitting there chatting me up about it, some other guy that said, yeah, I like baseball, man. The Mariners are playing. Again, right? I'm out here in the Northwest. And uh, and he's like, hey, man, my boss wrote a book, right? So I came rolling in there today, and this guy I've never seen before. He's like, man, I hear you're an author. It's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I guess. Yes, right. I mean, I'm not like author, write pretty words in a book author, but yeah. yeah.
3: Hey, you're an author.
2: Did you sign it? Did you, have, you ever, have you done any signatures? I have done some signatures. Yeah, it is. uh Yeah, people actually asking me for an autograph that aren't trying to get me to sign off for like a car loan is a little bit odd. So um, <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it is. So
2: I, I I don't know what to do. Right? I mean, I had to look it up. But I had to be a boy, Where do you sign a right? And so I was like, okay, you get choice. Right? I mean, people have already. Figured the like oh, okay you can be the kind of guy that signs the back of the book. You can do the sign what well, there's different types of people and so yeah I started uh I started signing books after the first one came out last year and uh play, when I do them I either try to depending on the audience I either try to reason a joke like with one of my coworkers. I'll just put a baseball joke in there that I got. Or if it's somebody uh off of Twitter they just autograph copy to be sent their direction. Uh, I usually find out what their favorite team is and then I just try to go research it for the stat that uh, I've never posted before and is in the book and I just insert that there and then assign underneath it.
0: So that
2: way somebody's got a unique awesome. stat that belongs to them. And then I deep down in the back of my head, I'm like, You gotta promise to yourself you're never gonna post that stat, right? And no. sort of, yeah. And so that's awesome. That's awesome. So uh,
1: for everyone that's listening, where can we find that book? Uh, where where can they go on and, and buy that book? We yeah,
2: self-published that uh, using Amazon as our uh, as our publishing place. So you can go on Amazon, uh, search for in Ball Trick. Don't buy the one that doesn't have our name on it; that's somebody else's, and you're probably not going to want to buy that one anyway. It's like forty-eight bucks or whatever that book is. Ours won't ever be that price, right? So you're more than welcome to buy both. But yeah, no, nah, it's it's all Amazon. We don't have it anywhere else. But it's for everybody else. If you if you're looking for a copy and you want an autograph. All right, hit up Jeremy or I. We keep uh, we we've purchased copies from from our from Amazon ourselves, and we keep them. And uh, uh, we try to get some people some autograph copies if they show interest in it, and uh, get them sent off. Those ones don't really make much money, out of it, right? Because Amazon ships cheap, right? I mean, making you order a book from them by the time it gets to your house, it's way cheaper than it is for me. So if we do autographs, it just takes a little bit, but you know, in the end, what it really boils down to for Jeremy and I is that it isn't about money. The only thing that we wanted to do money was not lose. Right? If I could walk out of this with zero dollars instead of negative one, I'd do it. And we've been able to do that.
1: So yeah, yeah, of course. Well, I mean, my birthday's on Wednesday, so I might have to buy myself a uh, a little birthday present in that book.
2: Well, you just send me your address, man. I'll send you one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good.
0: So it isn't going to be there by your birthday. I'm not.
2: I'm not going to pay for that type of shipping. I don't want
0: that. <laughs> Jim, I think you need to own your own MLB team with that. That loss. <laughs> yeah, I, making I'm, zero and doing what you love instead of making negative one. I mean, crazy times. Now. We need more of that thinking. And yeah.
2: I can't. I can't think of the, the tiger owner that passed away. It, it, his name always slips my mind, and I will have to go look it up later. But he was like the last one, right? That really said, I'm going to spend on my team. I don't give a damn, right? And he just got there paying for Miguel Cabrera and, and uh, paying for Verlander and just putting the, the team that he thought he put on the field that was going to win it. And, uh, and because of that, the Tigers made a couple good runs. He always had
3: some good years while he was there. But those owners are gone, man. Oh,
1: oh the good old days.
3: Actually, uh, speaking of the Tigers, I actually have a Tiger scene that you could purchase. They're from Tuckahoe.
1: <laughs> whoa, whoa yeah
3: yeah look at that i'm in the
1: market league plug i'm
2: in the market yeah see all right is there a is there a place that i've got to go to fill out paperwork i mean yeah, i'm probably already sold on this one too
0: you have to do a lot more signatures than uh than your typical uh book signing yeah
2: yeah just a couple right yeah all right uh yeah yeah man i i'm interested right i saved a lot of money not too long ago for
3: not for
2: like not making a
3: big purchase, so I've got a few
2: extra dollars laying around. Uh, I mean, this May, team this team's
3: pretty legit. Like, he'd probably be the 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 best owner in the league. They're one and zero. Yeah. They're one zero so far. Undefeated already. Already, yeah. Already.
1: Uh, Today was opening day, and and uh and, and they won a dog fight. It was, it was exhilarating. Yeah. I guess, oh gosh, this is coming out on Thursday, so I guess Monday was opening day.
2: Yeah, by the the time you get to listen to this, it'll
0: be, what, 3-0? Halfway to 4-0 at that point? You'll have that many games in by that point? Yes, they're running into some tough trouble on uh, their next game with the Lakeside Sluggers, we'll see. Actually, yeah, both teams are 1-0 when they play each other next, so, yeah, it'll be a battle for 2-0. Yep. So, actually,
1: I think the reason that Tex brought up that um, buying a team question is from your tweet on June 15th. Of almost purchased a major league baseball team a few years back from the sounds of it, I can mark that down as a w so apparently, I was the only one on this podcast that actually took that seriously, so I really was genuinely going to ask you about your thoughts of buying a major league franchise um, <laughs> and then I just then right before we started um recording, I found out to my uh, I guess, to my expense that it was not true. Uh, so no. would you ever, con- I guess, uh, would you ever consider buying an MLB franchise if you won the lottery? Boy, man, if uh, if I
2: listen to the 30 guys that currently own one, no, no. <laughs> If I listened to every last voice left on earth besides those 30 guys, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would be all in for that. Boy, if I had the money. Yeah. Hey, I mean, really, who cares if you go broke while you're doing it as long as you're having fun, right? So, exactly.
3: Like, yeah. like a little, like a, was it a little big league situation where the, where the kid just owns the team? Yep. He's having yeah. fun.
2: I'm just going to go play. Yeah, let's do this. But then make uh, yourself hey. manager too. Yep, exactly. And why not, right? Hey, you're the owner. I mean, I could be a player manager at that point. I pretty much would only enter in, in like a blowout game or something like that. But, yeah, yeah I mean, I'd be excited. It was. It just it baffles me that, you know, it, for the last like 20 years, we've just been stuck in this like, I know that the MLB owners care about me because they have baseball that day every fourth Saturday of July every year. And I could go get it done now. It's all all about getting in the stadium, spending money, buying gear, and everything else. And it just totally snowed a lot of people over to thinking, hey, man, I I comfortably love baseball, and I comfortably love all the fans coming through the game. I'll tell you what hasn't been true is that, right? We've proven that this offseason that. Man, that owning a team is about money, and absolutely nothing about enjoying the game that they have, of the teams that they own. Right? It's a, uh, yeah,
0: it's a shit time for baseball right
3: now. So. Yeah. yeah, it's really getting exposed as a business over a professional sport, and that's as baseball fans. I think we can all agree that sucks, especially in the state of the game right now. Like it's, it's not helping.
2: It it, it turns. Yeah. And what's sad is how much it has to it has to turn the other side into being a businessman too, right? I mean, everybody always knew it was a business, right? But you know, at least the players were come out uniforms and do their thing and handle their business and and the ownership level would be more than where where their khakis and their their nice poles and doing their business and and everything worked out great. And uh and now it almost seems like they both gotta wear, you know, full suits to be able to sit down at talk the table and it's just ridiculous where where it's gotten to business wise and I don't blame the players I mean you have, you have to come with the approach that they have because mm. the owners aren't and they don't care so you have to come in with the whole I can lose everything attitude just like the owners are bringing in there because what we all know even though the books aren't open is that the owners are the ones that are going to suffer from baseball not being around so, yeah could they, 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 they stop be alright so their team can yeah, fine but um, that. They're losing. They're losing a lot, right? And they can really damage the game in, in the long haul, and that hurts them a lot. Yeah,
0: it would hurt the
2: players too. But the, the players got a leg to stand on, and they should.
0: Because so. in yeah. 20 years, we're not going to have a, pod, a pod, or a documentary come out about two guys breaking records. We're going to have 20 years of podcast come or a documentary come out and be about all this. How baseball was the last sport to figure it out. Um, the return. Yeah. So.
1: The second strike in 20 years. Yeah. I guess thirty years.
2: Twenty-six now since the last one. So yeah. yeah. It was yeah, due it was a, Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, right? I mean, we're we're due we've been talking about it on our podcast a little bit, about uh how we were afraid that after the twenty twenty one season that was we're, you know, we're gonna be in a really dark time just because of the uh, way it was heading. And then the COVID thing hit and brought everything out. And so, holy crap, now we still got a year and a half to the C V A left. Yeah, know. if they're already acting like this yeah so yeah get it right man get it right get the get these people to figure it out that, the, that you know i know there's a lot of us that we're gonna still watch right we're still going to play games and still do fantasy baseball on games no matter what happens out of this um and i think they know that and and the fans and the rest of us, if we're going to be able to make a point, you almost have to do it social media. Right? Because, you know, you, me, and everybody else not buying gear doesn't really hurt them that bad when people are out running around gambling millions of dollars on the game. On that, So, you know, the, the way we fight back as fans and is just the way the players did you, uh, take it to social media and let them know how you feel about it. And, I
1: get tired of being the bad guys after a while. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You- I, I have a conspiracy. Oh. I'm 95% certain that Christopher Lillich is the sole reason that we're not playing baseball right now. I, I, I'm, I'm convinced that he is just using this year to not suck again. <laughs> For those who don't know, who Christopher Lillich is the owner of the Tigers. So I'm convinced that he just keeps sending in like these. DS, like, um, I guess, uh, offers to the MLBPA just so we don't have to suck again, and then our double-A rotation just comes up to the major leagues in 21. (laughs) That's my theory, and I'm sticking with it. Yeah, just the same view. It's really actually about you.
2: They just won't want you to have to suffer through another season like that. They don't want you to feel like an
1: Orioles fan. Exactly. You can't lose 120 games when you don't play. So
2: what's
1: the odds? What are the odds they actually play a
3: season this year I think
2: about thirty yeah. percent i i don't have faith i' I'll, I'll go with I'll forty two. forty two forty two percent chance I'll go forty number forty nine that's, that's going to be a winner right i mean it's just, i mean isn't it yeah is it a fifty fifty shot nah i don't I don't really think they could finish the season. I think there's the same reason why we didn't have the beginning of the season' will be the same anymore why the end.
1: Yeah.
3: That is that's but, a fair point. Yeah. But you mentioned your uh your podcast, uh Romantic about baseball. Uh would you like to give a little shameless plug also as well as you know elaborate yeah. uh, on it? Yeah.
2: Uh um the podcast is uh is hosted by Adam McKinnon. Um who hit me up and uh he was, he was excited to be able to do something like that involved in something so he hit me up and uh and asked me a bunch of questions had me uh research some of the stuff that he was researching to see if i, had, I was interested in um yeah just the things that he was interested in so we talked things out and yeah started up he already had a, a site called romantic about baseball um and so we started up a podcast i believe we are 35 episodes into it now um and yeah, we try to do everything right that we we can. So, but I mean, I don't know if you guys are gonna go through the same. You guys are gonna go through the same learning curve that we are in the the podcast land uh, at the beginning uh, when we started. It was like World Series playoff time, right? So we we're over there doing like predictions and what we thought about the games and everything from the last week. And then the end of the season came around, and it all of a sudden went to okay, who do you think's gonna be uh, the MVP? Who do you think's what? You know, the next thing you know, during the off season, we were doing like every week it was like okay we're covering the nl central this week we're gonna bring in somebody and we're gonna do it by the time the season was over we we're interviewing authors and uh people from fan graphs and it was just we, we didn't and we were trying we we're trying to figure out what we are right um we don't all we really want to do is talk, talk about yet we're still stuck in this time that we're in so there isn't that much to talk about so um it's been a it's been an interesting uh, thing to learn I mean podcasting getting the old mic right and uh, and making sure that you you're trying to build something that fits into a uh, like a, a program schedule right I mean he he sets it all up right Adam is amazing he's all like okay for like the first 15 minutes I want to go here give it take a minute or two and I'm like man I just save you know, oh, right it's just nuts so he does a ton of work he basically kind of guides me to, like, hey, go research some stuff on this, or, hey, so-and-so's going to be on here. And, and then you do the research for it and then just try to show up some questions and be prepared, and, uh, and I love it, man. I, 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 get to, I get to hang with some pretty cool people, right? I mean, um, <laughs> I mean really, you know, table man.
0: <laughs> <So>
2: I, <laughs> I shouldn't be hanging out with, with, you know, L.A. Swiftness, right, Lost Swiftness and, and chilling with Lane Adams, but, man, totally cool dude with a guy that, you know plays major league baseball, and uh, you know here are just a few weeks. I got to run into my my brother Jeff Passman, on the podcast, right? I mean that's that's bonkers, right? I mean it's uh, it's just a, it's an amazing thing. It's uh it's opened up a lot of things for me to be able to just get to know uh, more of the inside of the game. I I look forward to doing more and more podcasts as we go along and meeting more and more guests and hopefully uh, just meet all the interesting people that make the damn team so much fun to to be around, right? Because um, a lot of those are the people, I don't get the access to the big, big guys or anything like that, but it's the the people like you guys that are like making this fun to talk about, making this a, a thing that says, Hey, you know, there's people like you out there and and that's what i love right it's funny those people because it's man, they, they you watch them grow and you're like man these guys are crazy good right like i mean foolish baseball is bonkers right i mean he was already growing on youtube but man the guy gets like a a twitter account and like seven weeks later like eighty thousand followers or whatever damn thing right i mean it's it's crazy cool to meet those type of people so yeah uh i love the podcast I'm glad that Adam hosted. I don't know how you guys, I don't know how Brian likes to host things. I don't know if that's where you are, if that's where you'd rather be, but being the co-host is, man, it's the, it's the <laughs> it's best thing. It's just in I my house.
1: nature, I guess. I mean, I want to be a sports broadcaster. I want to be on, on on ESPN one day broadcasting Sunday Night Baseball or something. So, like, I guess it's just in my nature of being, uh, I guess, the lead in here. And, and these guys do a lot to help me out and, um, just as I'm sure you do a lot to help him out. And so
0: it's Brian, Brian, that all Jeff, team effort. That, that Jeff passing joke he made, they're not actually brothers. I knew it. That, no. that one, that one, I, that one stuck in here. I knew that was
3: a joke. I, I do want to ask, how often do you get mistaken for, for Jeff on Twitter? <laughs>
2: I'm is get... whole...
3: <laughs> it's bad. It's bad, right? They're like, wait a minute, wait,
2: what passes is this? Right, I get a lot of those. Um, but I get the damn DMs, right? I get the DMs, right? Like, uh. I mean, I, yeah, Jeff gets some shitty DMs and it, it falls into my mind, and uh, and there's some nasty people out there, like you know, just basically shut up and do this, right? You know, it's supposed to be a joke, but it can get pretty nasty. Um, but yeah, so I get I get mistaken all the time. I have people asking me if I am related to him in some form or manner, and I don't know. So, uh,
3: yeah, yeah,
2: Jeff Passon's a good guy. If I, uh, you,
3: I guess maybe next time someone. Slides into your DMs thinking it's Jeff. You should hit him with uh, a stat, right? And or just
1: hit him with like a uh, trout to the Nationals or something like that, just to okay. screw with him. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah, hit him with a bogus. Take. Like, Yo, guess what Jeff Bassham just told me. <laughs>
2: yeah, a passing bomb for me, right? Just change the A to O. Yeah, man, that'd be pretty cool to mess with somebody like that. I think. uh I think most people know that I'm not that guy, but it's kind of funny how many mistake me I the person I feel the most sorry for right now for mistaken identity compared to somebody in the baseball industry is is Aubrey Huff I mean that poor girl uh, doesn't have an underscore between her first name and her last name but Aubrey Huff the ex-baseball player does and man I bet she gets some oh
1: my gosh Aubrey uh, Huff is a character yeah that yeah he has some issues I yeah. think, to say the least
2: well, cuckoo but, for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I guess entertaining, right? So, oh, yeah. Well, yeah the, I, other, the other Aubrey other we did not like two years,
1: because I wouldn't either Oh, gosh, yeah. I have one last question for you. I don't know if these guys have anything else. Uh, what is your favorite stat that you have ever come across?
2: Man, my, I guess if I fall back to my all-time, I guess – Man, running across the, oh, uh, a couple that come to my mind. I like the one with Babe Ruth. I always pretty much fall back to my Babe Ruth uh, hit more home runs while Babe Ruth played in the Red Sox, game, right? I fall back to that one quite a bit. When Babe Ruth from, you know, Babe Ruth started in 1914. He didn't hit a home run in 1914. Uh, in 1915, in his first home run, he played until 35. Uh, during the Seasons that's when he hit 714 home runs, and during those same 21 seasons, the Boston Red Sox hit 712. And that includes the time that Babe that was playing for him there at the end, right? From uh 1915 to 1919, he had uh, the five seasons with him before he left. Um, so during that stretch from 1915 to 1935, when Babe Ruth um out hit the Red Sox for home runs during that time, uh. Actually, the third, uh, he was third on the list. If you looked at the Red Sox home runs or not, third. so he ranked third on the Red Sox. It's just bonkers that he did that. To me, just, I just—I love seeing that one when I when I come across my own damn stats. It, it's interesting as heck. So yeah, I
1: think that's that's my fallback. That is insane. I actually never knew that.
2: Yeah, that's I never what I'm knew that's
1: that I can't believe it.
2: Yeah, that one's pretty good. Um I like. Uh, my Barry Bonds one that I had a couple of months ago, maybe now, um, where he hit what I think he was in the games in 2004, where he didn't get a hit, he still had like a uh, what did he slashed zero four fourteen and zero during those games, right? I mean, the guy still had a like a 42% on base percentage during the the games that he didn't even get a hit that entire season. I like that one. I think there's some gems out there that I've uh, that I've. Found, um, but then I, I like I found some that man I nailed it man I got one really good right and uh and then like this part, me up. man that is a great stat and then they pop it on me like they found it like a year before it's like uh, I mean I get pretty good about searching my stat before I post it so that because I mean Jeremy's out there right I mean Ryan right. Spears out there there's there's some gem of accounts out there just getting out numbers and I do it. The original I don't want to be that guy where it's like
0: oh yeah I just saw this guy
2: like an hour ago right You yeah. stealing it so yeah um
1: yeah I love it oh yeah well you guys got anything else oh
3: thank and you I'm for coming sure. on we're all yeah. good yeah
2: yeah we're heck right. yeah um send me the information for the team um oh I mean, yeah of course I'll probably have it decided by the end of the week it shouldn't take too long I mean just yeah. gotta- your agent your wife right yeah, check with the wife. I'll make sure that she's all right. <clears throat> if we can just push maybe a little bit of money out of one of our six or seven or eight accounts that we got here and just get it over to the one you guys You know, we'll it will figure be, it out, right? Yeah, see, you, 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 know, you can just wire us the money. It'll be all right. <laughs> and I just want to make sure that, uh, yeah, I just want to make sure that you get it as soon as possible. So um, I will check in with you guys first.
1: second. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, everyone, this is Jim Passon co-host of Romantic About Baseball and co-author of Hidden Ball Trick, the baseball stats you've never thought to look for. So make sure you go listen to his podcast. Make sure you go read his book and go follow his Twitter account as it is, as it is a marvelous site for any baseball fan. Just seeing all of these outstanding stats pop up on the timeline. So Jim, thank you for coming on and we hope to do this again.
2: Hey, thanks for having me on. Guys, I loved it, man. I love being able to relax. You guys make a make great host. Thank you. Thank All you. right, we will see y'all next week.